nah, nah, nah. Give us the bad one. <laughs> You ain't got the answer, Sway. 2 Corinthians 317, that's the whole ballgame. That I will shut up in the name of Jesus. You be made whole by the power of God. So these church members are hit. With 15 cents. And here we are. What's up, man? Episode 3, Basement Full of Heretics, Moses, and Mio. Yeah. Back again. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think we should have every episode should be uh, <laughs> an explanation for the, for the latest three-month hiatus. Um, but yeah, here we are back again, Basement Full of Heretics. Um, in case this is the first time you're hearing, you haven't listened to other episodes, and maybe you've been patiently waiting. Um, it's just... <laughs> you gotta be optimistic, man. Uh, but uh, have, you, have you told anyone about this? A few people, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, uh, I, I have a friend who I work with. I'm not gonna say his name on here, but he was he he was he wanted to start a podcast, and I said, oh yeah, I, I tried doing a podcast before, and he, and he and told me, oh really? And then uh, I told him, yeah, you can look it up on. on I think he listened to the second episode or, or the first one. one How of do them. you know he listened? Because he told me he did. Yeah. yeah he <laughs> did, he, did he say something that that, that you would only know if you listened to the episode? I don't know. I think he, he said, oh, was that with your brother? And I was, yeah. And told him, yeah, it was. Yeah. But um, I don't think he's a regular listener, which we, wouldn't re- we, we haven't really given anyone a reason to, <laughs> to listen regularly. But that's all going to change. So anyway, Baseball Heretics, we're back. Um, the date is uh, Saturday, April 18th, 2020, which is significant because that means we're in quarantine. Yep. This is the first episode uh, quarantine special. We don't know how long you know, this is. You know, you know, it's so weird how how quarantine, how the word quarantine has changed, like me, because I remember when this coronavirus first started. Yeah. Being quarantine literally meant you had the virus. Yeah, you were sick. <laughs> yeah, you were sick. But but and like everyone was just self isolating. But now everyone yeah. says self isolating. We're all in quarantine. Yeah, because like, I think we're a deeply unscientific culture, <laughs> and, and so you just you just find a word. Which seems to work, you just latch onto it. Yeah, because, yeah, in reality, most of us are just self-isolating. No, but, but it feels like quarantine because you're just stuck in your house. Like, you can't leave. Somehow, somehow I, I, I just don't feel as limited as I feel like I should feel. Because how should you feel? Like, you're not actually sick. No, 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 no. Because, like, like, I feel like, I feel like everyone's like, oh, man, I'm limited. I can't do this and this. Like, this sucks. Like, 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 like obviously, it sucks that like, I can't do my normal stuff. But part of me feels like I'm not that limited, which makes me feel like maybe I'm not actually properly self-isolating, and that's why I don't feel as limited. I don't know. <laughs> I, was, I was actually listening to um, to a different podcast. Um, brilliant. It's Charlemagne the God's on it. He does it with this other community. <laughs> he made this funny point. It's like, some of y'all about to realize, y'all need to really have much going on in the first place. Like, some people's lives are not going to change at all. You can be in quarantine and realize, oh, this is what I've always been doing anyway. <laughs> I'm not trying to cover your neck or anything, but I just, yeah, no, I just brought that to mind. Shannon Sharp talked about that. He's like, he's like, I got some gym equipment at home now, and people are like, Shannon, how are you doing with this? I'm like, fun. They're like, yeah. he's like, you're not going to the party? I never did. Like, I, like, yeah, so, yeah. I, I never. He went just day drinks at home. Yeah, it's like I never did any of this stuff. So like, yeah. I, I've always been at home. So. <laughs> yeah. So, um, in case maybe you're listening to this, you know, ten years down the line, or. You actually do live under a rock. Um, obviously, there's, we're in the middle of a coronavirus pandemic. The whole world is shut down. The economies are in flames. If you have um, the coronavirus, uh, we're praying for you. Yeah, we're praying for you. Hopefully, you beat it. Um, 
yeah, we'll stop there. <laughs> but yeah, I guess just a quick question before we hop into we hop into current events. How's how's quarantine been for you, man? How's it treating you? No, it's it's all right. It's just teaching online is kind of hard, but uh, I don't know. I feel like I feel like I'm the, I'm the kind of guy who assesses my teaching on how much kids are engaged. Mm-hmm. So like it's just taking some serious blows to my self worth because they're naturally just gonna be less engaged. Right? Yeah, it's tough, man. Like it sucks. Like they do want to be as engaging as possible, but it's just really hard, especially for like grade twelve students who have basically lost their senior year. It's actually hard to engage them. Yeah, yeah. I know. Like for me personally. I feel as though my attendance actually got worse once I was in quarantine, even though my class was theoretically, you know, 30 seconds from my bed. Like, I could just hop out of bed and hop into class, but I found I missed more classes or showed up late to more lectures <laughs> now that I was just sitting at home. Because, yeah, there's there's zero motivation, especially once you're not getting a mark for it, because a lot of schools are obviously just doing pass-fail systems. You just stop caring. Yeah, I, I realized talking to a friend of mine, I feel like I, I feel like we're actually not complying with the law, like my school and stuff. Like, like oh, you're still giving grades? No, like the law, you can give grades, but like the law is like three hours of like. Oh, like coursework a week. I don't think anyone day. is. No, three hours of coursework a day, but I swear, like I think I think yeah. I do more than that. Oh, you <laughs> so, do more? I think should, should we just do regular school. So oh, so the law means it's supposed to I mean, tone I, it down. I think it's, yeah, it's supposed to tone it down. So yeah. Because I think the fact that kids are at home, they're not, you're not there, parents have to help out a lot, and, like, they're not, like... Yeah, man, maybe you guys should tone it down. I, I, I've toned down a bit. I, I don't, there's not so many projects I don't do. I, I have tried to a bit. But also, like, I don't know. I still want to do a good job. Like, I don't want kids to, especially, like, grade 11 and grade 10 students, come into next year not knowing a large chunks of the grade. I feel, I feel as though we decided we're just ready for that. We're just ready for next September. Kids are gonna sure. be however, dumber. However, but. however, however, that those kids that, that's gonna be my problem because yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and so like it's it's not like it's not like I'm throwing off to another teacher. I'm not I'm not gonna you're gonna teach him again anyway. <laughs> yeah, so so I may as well do it now instead of having to deal with that later. Yeah, that's a good way to think of it. Yeah, I don't know. Quarantine's been pretty. I guess it's been okay for me. I think I've slowly started to realize that. You know, I've I've slipped into a pattern of living which just is not sustainable outside of quarantine. I remember I was I was I was talking on the phone and I don't think I've eaten breakfast before eleven AM this week and probably the majority of those are like after two PM. And yeah. So my life is it's it's in shambles in that sense. But um I don't know, I'm pretty comfortable in this in this life. Like I it does seem to be I'm starting to forget what life was like outside of this. Um, you know, waking up and going outside and doing things and having interactions with people. That that almost does start to feel almost like a dream at this point. Um, you can't see us, but I now um, am bald with a goatee, which is very different from how I looked a month ago. Like, if you told me... That means, that means, no, that means nothing to, to anyone. Well, unless, unless they know your real life. Yeah, I don't... Well, yeah, I guess maybe if you know... Honestly, anyone who listens to this probably knows your real life. But I mean... I used to be, you know, clean-shaven, look like a 16-year-old boy, you know, for lack of, for lack of a better comparison. And if you told me a month from now that all the barbershops would be closed and you wouldn't have to worry about, like, your scruffy mustache, so you might as well grow it as long as possible. And by mid-April, you'd be bald with a goatee. I'd been like, what? <laughs> what is happening? The, man. Things are changing, man. Who knows, man? By the end of quarantine, who knows what we could, what we could be like. Um, but at least we're back on the mic. Uh, and uh, you know, hopefully, gonna ramp things up. Um, but now you've checked in on us. I think uh, I think that's at least a pretty good recap of how we're dealing with quarantine. 
as long as we keep posting, you know, we're still alive. And if you hear one of us coughing, we got a long mic, so we can we can record from different rooms. <laughs> we can record from isolation. Yeah, I, think I think we're maintaining a good social distance. Yeah, we're, we're doing a good job. Actually, right now we're six feet apart, so yeah, <laughs> keeping it real. Um, our faces are. But <laughs> uh, anyway, so I think now we can hop into current events. My life be like... Uh, coronavirus based, obviously. That's the only thing that everything's coronavirus based. Everything's coronavirus based. It almost seems pointless to talk about things that aren't coronavirus based at this point. Yeah. Uh, so, I think uh, we talked about this previously. Uh, we are black, obviously, no doubt. Uh, no, obviously. I'm about no doubt. Well, we've talked about that. This is an audio medium. The audience, yeah. audience, audience, audience hopefully knows that. Uh-huh. Um, and so I was reading this thing about like the coronavirus impact on the black community, and I know like obviously like if hopefully or maybe you, you come across it and so like you remember remember the start of the thing when people were like black people don't get coronavirus remember yeah like, when, it, when it first started just because it was breaking out in italy and china yeah. <laughs> there's no black people there ah black people can't get it yeah and then he just alba was like stop spreading this dangerous myth did he actually say that yeah like oh he addressed that specifically yeah he's like stop although he got it but he didn't show any symptoms so i don't know how that how that strengthens how that weak, weakens the theory but like but it seems as though black people are immune so uh, this is according to the Associated Press. Black people only make up 21% of the total total population of the area. That was covered by the analysis. I think this, this in was, the United States? This was in New York, Detroit, New Orleans, Chicago, and Milwaukee. So some of the more hard, hard-hit areas. Mm-hmm. And so black people only make up 21%, but yet 42% of reported deaths were African-Americans. And obviously, like, there's a number of issues. There's a number of reasons for that, like, like systemic issues, like poverty, you know, lack of access to health care. Um, I think that's the core of it, I would yeah. say, yeah. But, like, it was, I remember I was, uh, what was it? I was reading, I, was, I, was, I came across this thing on, like, it was like a tweet or something, or a picture of a tweet. And this one guy was saying that, like, uh, as some of you guys are aware, black people are dying at a higher rate than the rest of the population. And unless all these black people, unless black people disproportionately make up a percentage of essential workers, then that's just pure racism. Like it's like unless mm-hmm. un- unless 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 we're unless like every single person at the grocery store and the and the and the hospital is black people, like that's just that's racism. I don't know. Wait, so, that, but even if that would be the opposite of the case, that would still be racism. It's like why are you booking all the black people now? <laughs> and like it's kind of crazy, man. Like I was thinking, I I don't know. Like obviously this just a thought I had when I was just thinking about it. I'm like black people have a really bad like track record with the health system, like, especially like in the in the U.S. Like mm-hmm. I remember. There's that podcast. Literally, I, I it's crazy. I never heard about this until like uh, last year. There was that podcast series that came out by the New York Times, sixteen nineteen. Yeah, I never listened to that, but yeah, heard about and, like, it. It was talking was, about the history of slavery and all that. No, how like every how like how how you can't understand you cannot understand U.S. history without understanding the legacy of slavery. Mm-hmm. Like it's literally impossible. Like it is U.S. history is black history. And like at when that came, I think it was March. I don't know. I think when I forget when that came out. But like it came out last year. But like there was an episode on there where they were talking about like the Tuskegee syphilis experiment. Never. I swear I've never heard about. You've never heard of it. But until that point, never heard about it. I heard of Tuskegee because I I knew of like. Like you heard people referencing it. Like remembers Tuskegee. <laughs> no, I heard Tuskegee literally only 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 in connection to uh, George Washington Carver and like the. The, oh yeah, does he does he establish that school or something? Yeah, I think he, he, he either established that school or like the he, he had like a faculty that he established. 
uh-huh. and I heard that literally only reference to him. And like literally, someone told me to see black people. I was like, oh, that's George Washington Carver. Like, no, that's fun that's, times. Like Growing peanuts, <laughs> having a good time. This this next episode on like blackish, like every, it's the moment George Washington Carver developed peanuts, all black, all white people develop peanut allergies. Like, <laughs> like, 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 At that like, moment, all, 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 trying to trying to keep the black man down. But like I was, yeah, uh, can't bring these to my school. No peanuts in my schools. <laughs> but then, but then, but then, like I was, I was, I was, I was just, it's crazy, man. Like I was thinking about that. I was thinking about the ski gun, right? This, this thing. I'm like, man, black people have a really bad track record with health system. Like, like it's either it's either they're doing crazy experiments, honestly, or they just let it. Yeah, uh, for people who don't know the Tuskegee medical trials, I don't know who was it run by the government. Run by the U.S. government. Yeah, but they they wanted to see the effects of uh, of syphilis and adult men, so they were actually. Um, injecting black men with syphilis they were telling them they were treating them or like giving them, them free health care yeah they're telling me you get like free health care and checkups but they're actually just infecting them with syphilis not giving them let any treatment you, let me tell you and something. then seeing how okay, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna read something how it affected them uh this is from the cdc website this is this what does this relate to this statement okay well no, no okay. such thing is okay yeah now this if you go you know how google uh <laughs> you know how google like says people can ask yeah. Yeah. So one of the one of the first things people are gonna ask me if you type in Tuskegee syphilis experiment, I'm pretty sure anyone can do this. But if you type in Tuskegee syphilis experiment, obviously you read up on it. Uh, the first page of Wikipedia, CDC, and then history, and then people ask first question: What was unethical about the Tuskegee syphilis study? Quick that down. Uh-huh. Put it up. Question: When did the Tuskegee Public Health Service syphilis study? <laughs> when did the U.S. Public Health Service syphilis study at Tuskegee become unethical? Answer. The study became unethical in the 1940s when penicillin became the recommended drug for syphilis and its researchers did not offer it to the subjects. <laughs> At that point. Yeah. Not when they were injecting them with syphilis, but just when they didn't give them treatment. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, 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 I'm like, this is a joke. That's like, unbelievable. I, I'm like, this, oh, this is from the CDC. Uh, this is from the CDC. Good like, Lord, like, man. Like, <laughs> like, like, it, it is crazy. And, That's like, messed I don't know, man. up, man. I was just like... <laughs> I, I, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't, like, it's, it's crazy, like, I teach, I teach, I teach social studies, and, like, I haven't come across something like that, like, as crazy as that in Canadian history. Like, I've heard of, like, Africa, you heard of Africaville? Africaville? Yeah, one like, Nova Scotia? Um, there's, like, slaves ran up to Nova Scotia, right? Yeah, but, like, it was basically, like, it was basically, like, like, like a, like a black community in, like, a dump outside of, like, Halifax. Yeah, I've heard and of then, that. And then, like, they basically, like, 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 steamrolled it and just, like, eradicated off the face of the earth. I didn't know about that. Yeah, but like, but like, I like, I've heard of that, but like, I like, it's just nuts, man. I think that like, like, it's literally like, it's crazy because like, it went on for years to ski. Yeah, yeah, like, like, and then in 1619, there was the, the lady was saying that like, that's why a lot of black people when they have like issue and they're sick, rather rather than go to the doctor, they just go to the barber shop and talk to their friends. Like, yo, I'm having this issue and that because it's just like. This also might be an issue like you can't afford going to the doctor. That's true, especially but, but those are like, mm-hmm. especially my like, older people. There's like heavy distrust of the medical system. Yeah, like, that, like, that is true. Heavy, heavy distrust of the medical system, and so it's just kind of nuts. Like, as a as a black person, it's just crazy to think that shoot, man. Like, like even like even in a pandemic, you can never forget the fact that like you you are you are not on the same level as everyone else. Like 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 you are you're starting from like. I'm from a position of like disadvantage. Yeah, I I I think even um, this is a bit of a hot take, you know, just so just so people are prepared. But I've always thought, like, even the anti-vax argument, I do think it's it's totally crazy, and like anti-vaxxers are gonna end us all. They're gonna kill us all at the end of the day. But but I don't know. Sometimes even even if I I disagree with someone, I do I do think it's important to try to see things from their point of view. 
And a lot of the anti-vax movement is based in distrust of the government. And the thing is, okay, even though like, even though I believe in vaccines, I think we should all get vaccines. I think vaccines have saved millions of lives. Who are you to tell people what to do with their lives? I said I think. I didn't say we I have it. I'm not, I'm not ordering <laughs> anyone. But uh, to, to guarantee none of them are. But um, <laughs> but I do think at the end of the day, like we do have to acknowledge, maybe it's more so, like I think I'm just more aware of maybe things that happen in the States. But yeah, the government does have it, have at least some sort of track record of of injecting people with things with like things that are different from what they said they're injecting you with. like you and the examples i was bringing up like you look at tuskegee um you look at mk ultra which is uh have, have you heard of that one yeah yeah but it pretty much if anyone who doesn't know this is all confirmed like i i saw the conspiracy theories this is all confirmed that the u.s government um in in the 1900s and 20th century they wanted to test mind control drugs and so they one of them they thought was lsd and so they literally had this program where they were going into... They actually, it actually happened in Canada, too. They did it in Canada and Montreal. But they would go into mental hospitals where they'd get people signed up for this program. And they would give them these huge doses of, like, LSD and psilocybin and other drugs. They're trying to test mind control techniques. And these people didn't know what was going on. And the thing is, people who came out of the, the, people who came out of the MKUltra program... Charles Manson, he was part of it. Some people think that's kind of what drove him off the edge and made him so crazy. Um, or the Unabomber, he was another one. Um, I think... Michael, I don't know what his name was, but he used to, yeah, if you've heard of the Unabomber, he was pretty much this, like, domestic terrorist in the States for, like, 30 years, um, and he came out of it. He used to be this brilliant uh, math professor, and then he, he came out of the MKUltra program, and he lost his mind. <laughs> was that the one where, they, like, they were, they were almost basically super souls? That's what they, yeah, that, that, that movie, um, Men Who Stare at Goats, it's based off that, but um, pretty much the idea is they were, they were just trying to, yeah, they were trying to see if they could use mind control drugs to create these super soldiers who felt no remorse and just listened to orders. But then I'm, I'm saying is like the, you, the government has a track record for this stuff. And so I, I, I think obviously anti-vaxxers, they're not rational, but it's not coming from nowhere. And I think people need to understand that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, did you see that? Honestly, we might even be able to skip my story. We'll see. But um, did you see uh, the chief medical officer from the States when he was giving that speech? To, uh, the Surgeon General? The Surgeon General. The black guy? Yeah, the black guy. I, I I only found out the U.S. had a black student general last week. Yeah, me too. But did you did you did you hear all the controversy around his speech? Because he had to. He was going up because he was talking about the same thing. Because he was talking about how um, coronavirus seems oh, to be yeah, yeah, yeah. disproportionately affecting. Um, was he was he talking about like food and stuff? Like, yeah, yeah. So he's because he's saying like, oh, it obviously like the, the numbers are coming out and we're seeing that it's disproportionately affecting uh, black people and Hispanics, and uh, and he said so. He said I encourage you in this time. Uh, I'm paraphrasing it, but it's like, I encourage you in this time, you know, stay away from drugs, uh, don't drink, please exercise, don't be eating junk food. And if you're not doing it for yourself, this, uh, this is the actual quote, like, if you're not doing it for yourself, then uh, do it for your grandma, do it for, uh, do it for your abuela, do it for your big mama. <laughs> <laughs> do it and people were like what was the one where he, as you're speaking Trump was like next next one I don't I, it looked like he was in the White House press room I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, know where Trump I, was yeah, though I, I imagine Trump was nearby no, I, I, and I, smiling yeah, but. I, was I, I, I tell you man I tell you like like, like, like I, I don't know the man and like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna judge yeah people stuff. went but off I'm, on all him all I'm saying is like that's the kind of stuff which was set which was set movements back yeah he said his defense was that he says like oh I like I call my own grandma Big Mama. No, no, but it no. just sounds so like no. I'm sure if you said gra- grandpa, grandma, black people would know what you're talking about. You don't need to say no, no, Big Mama for them to understand. Never, like people, never, black people, people of color, are the ones who say that stuff. Do you remember? Do you remember like literally during the twenty, during the twenty twelve, the twenty sixteen campaign, where we we came upstairs. I remember this. This one of the most vivid memories. 
Came upstairs, was doing the uh, Republican National Committee. There's one black sheriff was up there calling, uh, David Clark or yeah, something. Calling Black Lives Matter a terrorist organization. Yeah. I, I was like, Jeez, I was like, man. I, it I, hurts. I, I, it I, hurts. I was like, right? in that audience, I'm like, going, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. like, yeah, like, you, you, like, like, when Swissville was like, you're just setting movements back, man. Like, you were like, you, oh my goodness. Like, for him, I, I do understand, maybe, I, like, when you watch the Chiefs, the Surgeon General, when he's making a speech, it does seem as though he's just trying to, you know, like, inject a little bit of, uh, poetry into, into, into his, uh, into his speech and just, like, use, like, flowery language, but he just kind of miscalculated. Because the thing is, like, abuela is fine, because that's actually, like, that's the word that they use, but then, like, what's, like, just big, <laughs> I don't know, but, uh, hey, yeah. hey, and I also, saw, I saw a big mom with us yesterday, I yeah. know what he's about. <laughs> Which is what, like, a white guy said. Yeah. <laughs> and, and people were also mad because in his speech, he, he, he obviously told black people, Latino people, like, stay off drugs, don't smoke, don't drink, or whatever, but he didn't address the fact that, you know, they're probably dying because they're poor and they don't have access to health care or like the reason they're eating junk food is because that's that's all you can afford. You can't afford to go to Whole Foods. You can't afford necessarily. Dude, when I was a kid that. and like m- mom would buy healthy food, I almost used to think that she, like, did, she didn't like yeah. us. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. I, I, used to, I used to think because I, 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 you, you guys know my mom, my, my, my mom loves a deal. Like, like she loves, she like loves a deal. deal, man. She'll <laughs> go to the grocery store and buy, I kid you not, like 30 pounds of tomatoes, even though 90% of them are going to go bad or throw them away. If it's on sale, she'll buy them all. Which, when I got older and I realized that like, healthy food was expensive, I'm like, I, Damn, I, used buy, I used to think you bought it because it was cheaper. I was like, I was like, I, was like, I, was like, I, was like, okay. I, I thought we ate healthier because that was the cheaper option. But I'm like, no, it's actually cheaper to eat crap. I'm like, I'm like that's yeah. crazy. Like, yeah, yeah, our mom is she is intense. Yeah, like I was, I was talking to Emil about this this morning. Our house is so healthy that when I was in elementary school, I used to see Nutrigrain bars as a treat. Like, if if I saw kids like throwing away their Nutrigrain bars, it, for me it was like you're throwing away gold. I, <laughs> no, real talk. It was so bad. I used to look forward to going to the dentist just to get the floor. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, I kid you not. I kid you not. When like when 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 the, when the cleaning when the cleaning was done, well, like the cleaning part sucked obviously because no, I. the floor is actually the grossest. I know, but the thing is, that's how starved I was for sugar. Like the, when the cleaning part was done, like I I had bad teeth as a kid, so they were scraping all day, and it was painful. But then when, the, when, when I knew the floor was coming, I'd get excited. And they asked me, oh, you want marshmallow or watermelon or mint? And I actually felt as though, as though like, you know, you know that classic scene with the kids at the ice cream store? And like, too many options. I don't know which one to pick. I, I felt too mad. I was like, oh, I, I don't want to miss out. You're, and I go marshmallow. You, you, you like I love fluoride. Like, no, man. I loved it. <laughs> Like, I literally felt like I was going to throw up. No, looking back on it, like, now I'd have fluoride, I'm like, okay, I can see why people think this is nasty. But it's just, I just had no sugar. <laughs> there was none. <laughs> no, man. But, yeah, but but real talk, man. I It, it is kind of... There was even an article I saw where people say, like, a lot of people, obviously with everyone being quarantined, dude, like, a lot of people say stuff like, oh, now we're all in the same boat, we're all in this together. Um, like, you know, cor- coronavirus, uh, it's no respect of persons. But I, 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 frankly, honest, I didn't read the article, but I just saw the headline. But it was talking about how, actually, no, like, situations like coronavirus, they just exasperate the inequities between people. Like, all they do is they showcase them even more. Because some people, you know, if you have a million dollars in the bank, your, your I don't know, your, your company shutting down isn't going to hurt you as much as someone who is literally living check to check. And your company's probably going online. Yeah, yeah, or maybe your job is going online, or you, like you weren't, you didn't have a job which involved maybe like meeting with people face to face, but yeah, man, that's real. 
do you, do you want to go to my store? How much time do you have? We're like at, uh, probably 24 minutes. Yeah, let's just go straight to the All right. Well, okay, my story is a little bit evergreen, so well, we'll save it for the next episode. Okay. I like it. So, 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 so if anything, we always know that maybe next time we just, for the future episode, we just do one story and we just talk about that. We just do one story? I think, you know, this one, this one really struck a chord. This one was deep. We talked about, we went out to Tuskegee. Are, all our stories, we always drag them on, so maybe we'll just pick one story or something. I guess, maybe. I don't know, man. Well, uh, just uh, leave a comment on the episode. Um, hit us up. And we'll, we'll see what the people want. Do they want one story? Do they want two? Do they want an hour-long episode? Um, we'll see what you're all about. But anyway, I think that's it for current events. We're just going to hop into Heretic's Corner. Almost forgot the name there. Times like this, I wish I were a religious man. It's all over, people. We don't have a prayer. Ah. And we're here, Heritage Corner. Um, so just a quick little rundown, just in case, you know, this is your first time listening, a basement full of heretics. But Heritage Corner is kind of the heart of the show, um, the reason why we do what we do. But um, just the idea is when we when we decided to start doing this podcast, we just wanted to have a place where at least at least the two of us could have honest conversations about maybe topics relating to faith, um, maybe outside of what can sometimes seem like a like a closed or limited environment just in church and things like that. Um, and so the Heritage Corner is kind of where we have that. Um, hopefully, you know, obviously it's engaging, but we just wanted to kind of have unfiltered conversations. Um, <clears throat> and so. What I was thinking, the topic um, for today's Heritage Corner, something which I've been thinking about a lot, but um, uh, warning, it's coronavirus themed, surprise, surprise. But, uh, you know, what do we make of the fact of, maybe not even, uh, maybe facts are strong word, but what, what do we make of the reality of, of you know, end time prophecy? And I, I don't want to sound... The thing is, even once you start talking about end time prophecy, people already have this association of... You know, a dude standing on a soapbox, you know, shouting like the world, the end of the world is nigh. But, you know, just for full disclosure, obviously we come from like an Adventist background and end time. Oh, I'm saying like end time prophecy is obviously a big part of that. And right now, you know, when you have this giant pandemic, which is killing a bunch of people, the whole world is shut down. It definitely does seem like that kind of catastrophic end of times event, which is a signal that Jesus is coming. And the question is, okay, but like from my point of view, do I do I actually believe that? And uh, you were gonna say something. I think I think this is I think this is just like playing with words a bit. But I remember um, a friend of mine sent me a, a, a this news article. I forget where where who published it, but it was uh, it was talking about like it was from like a big newspaper, like New York Times, something on uh, mm-hmm. those lines. But like um, there was there was I think it was talking about like like collective grief like how do we how do we grieve how do we grieve coronavirus like how do we grieve our world and like in a way think about it man like 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 obviously we say in the world like we think of like literally like things burning up like the end like things falling apart like fire and brimstone fire and brimstone but in a way like i feel like i feel like one of the things that are going on for the end of the world stuff is like people are grieving because like in a way the their world is ending like the thing is like you almost think about even like 9-11 like the world, if you, like the world post nine eleven, pre nine eleven, nine eleven was a different world. Like that world ended. Like it actually ended at nine eleven. And like I feel like, for some people, like you almost like I don't know. I feel like you have to process it through the end of the world. Like I, I, 
paradigm or something because like if you think about it like for some like and like i feel like whether or not we think like the world's gonna end our our worlds are radically changing like the world the life i lived before will not be the same like it will not be the same maybe maybe forever maybe for a long time but literally our worlds as we know it have ended yeah i i i wouldn't say i, I disagree with that and to be frankly honest, those are those are the kinds of arguments which I think I'm usually most inclined to go along with. But for me, for me, the question's been okay. Like, but going back to that scenario of okay, fire raining down from heaven, earthquakes, you know, um, the sky splitting, Jesus coming down. The question is, okay, how, what about that scenario? Do I actually believe in that? Like, obviously catastrophic events you know history is littered with them like we know they've happened they're going to continue to happen people's worlds are going to continue to end um you know like their own personal worlds and uh, maybe even a collective sense right now but then do i actually believe that human history has an end point and that end point is going to look like that Everything because else i know but i mean but but like if you were if you were to ask richard dawkins he's going to say okay the world is going to end but it's going to end in uh in a fiery supernova when the sun when the sun blows up but the question is like do i actually believe the world is going to end you know, the ways described, let's say, in, in things like the Bible and Revelations. And the thing is, the thing that makes it so difficult is that, first of all, if I, if I did believe that, you know, something like coronavirus would definitely be a, like a really good sign. And the thing is, obviously, you make a good point. Catastrophic things have happened all throughout history. There's been all there's been there's been plagues that were bigger than this one. Might be hard to believe, but there's been ones that were more devastating than this one. Even even less than even just just a little bit over 100 years ago with the Spanish flu and things like that. And so catastrophic events have always happened but it would seem as though this is the kind of thing which would indicate that the world is ending if that's if that's actually what i subscribe to and what makes it difficult obviously is because when you look at the people who are in that camp and i think as Adventists, we kind of are uniquely positioned to see that because we we interact with a lot of people you know whatsapp is on fire right now in case <laughs> in case maybe you're not in those circles but the whatsapp bounties are on <laughs> are on a whole different level right now because they're just sending out these threads about you know um coronavirus is caused by 5g towers they're about to establish a new world order they're going to bring in a new currency um you know the world is ending they're going to start microchipping us and because these and the thing is those are also the people who believe this is the end of the world so sometimes you feel as though if i actually believe this is the end of you know the world as we know it um as in you know time is ending i'm aligning myself with those people and i've never i've never wanted to i always consider myself maybe a more rational person and so my temptation obviously is to go to like, I don't know, for lack of a better term, to go for the more like, watered-down idea and say, oh, okay, my personal world is ending. And so for me, I don't... This 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 trad... This, um, maybe not tragedy, but this pandemic has really made me wonder, do I even believe in that in that version that you see maybe in, like, Daniel Revelations about the world ending that way? Because if I do, what is going to convince me that the world is ending? Here's the thing, man. Like, like how am I... Like, what are the signs? Because, you know, it does seem to pretty, yeah. kind of say there are signs, but, like, what are they? Here's the thing, man. Like, two two things. Number one, like, um, first of all, like, I, I was just thinking as, as you were speaking, like, is the, this the end of the world? Mm. And, like, I think almost tying back to, like, my initial thought of, like, our collective world is ending. Because, like, you think about it, like, almost like, um, like if you look in the Bible, all, like, anytime, anytime like, a, a civilization is destroyed is because, like, for example, Sodom and Gomorrah, like, their sins have reached God, like, it's yeah. too much, like, or, like, even, like... Nineveh uh, was on the edge of it. Yeah, even Nineveh, or even... What was even, like, even, even, like, the Tower of Babel. Like, yeah, like, we talked about it today, like, this morning. Um, but, like, the Tower of Babel, like, 
their their disobedience of God, just like the Babylonians, this is it, like man, God's gonna end this. And it's almost like in the Bible, the theme that I see is almost like when when the way when the way a group of people are living is not sustainable anymore, it has to end. Like 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 where it's like it's like the way that you are the way as a society you're conducting your 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 thing is not sustainable and it's like totally destructive, it has to end. And I feel like um, and I feel like this is like one of the things, one of the things I've been, I've been thinking about, like in this book, reading some friends, um, the Bible was Genesis for normal people. Mm-hmm. There's, there's literally like the first chapter, it says we have to look at the Bible through ancient eyes and like, like, like this idea, like when, when, when the, when the authors, uh, even you think about even like the, the old Testament, the old Testament is like a, the Bible is like a unified idea was, was, was like late on was accepted like even you think about even at the time of jesus there were priests in the temple who did not accept like books past the first five as like yeah, inspired like Esther right and so like you think of we think of the bible as though, like the bible is like dropped from the sky and it's just like everything people believe everything but we have to understand that like i'm just reading the world through like ancient eyes like when someone wrote this thing they may have not had any knowledge to ever become like scripture and so i feel like they weren't divinely inspired I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. Like, but, but I, I definitely feel like we have to, we have to look at that and like we realize that like, for example, like even like yeah, last week we talked about the flood, right? When you talk to the world through ancient eyes, if there was if there was a massive flood in that part of the world and like, someone says worldwide flood, like through ancient eyes we look at it in their world, yeah, there was a worldwide flood because that was their world. That was their whole world, yeah. They yeah, and like North we look America. at that now, like well, maybe not, but like we look at it and like it's not necessarily wrong. It's just the way that they're looking at the world, and so like. I feel like this is a long way of making this, but I feel like when, when you look at like people looking at the world around them and seeing that, Hey, this, this, it's almost like a thing is like, Hey, when, when, when the sins or your society's like flaws have finally reached an unsustainable point, it has to end. Even you think about Rome, right? Like the demise of Rome, like Rome was wilding out, like until like the end, like they were just going crazy and then, until the end. And then like it all fell apart. And so, I don't know, maybe, and now this is where you're tying a little bit of politics and, like, economics and stuff. Like, Karl Marx, he speaks of, like, commun- capitalism would destroy itself. Okay. Because it says it would be, it'll be totally, it's like a ticking time bomb. It's totally unsustainable because you can only, you can only, you can only exploit 90% of the population for so long. Eventually, like, it's all going to fall apart. Uh-huh. Right? And so I, I feel like our society, maybe, maybe, maybe this is, maybe this is modern capitalism exploding. Maybe this is, like, globalization, like finally exploding and like yeah, this is kind of a virus like, i don't know if you could say like capitalism caused the virus. no no, no. I, i'm not saying that but, but i'm saying like the way we do the way we do capitalism might have to change i think like, even even the way you do socialism like, i think every country no matter their political system is being rocked right now. yeah no, no, no doubt about that but like but but also like even go a step further like like this is tying into what you said about like catastrophe and stuff like to be honest i used to think about that a lot like i used to like be thinking about that a lot like if, if we had done this podcast like five six years ago that would have been like all my mind like just like man praying every day dear god like, like time's like, time running out yeah like like like, like look at my life and i'm like this is it Has, like, have i been sealed yeah like <laughs> to be honest now like literally i don't think about it like 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 but should like, you that's no, the question no it's crazy like like literally i i like like i i honestly like i cannot think of the time when i sat down and like man this is literally the end of the world. like i don't think about it but like there's okay do, wanna, do you believe in that like do you believe 
Okay, do you believe Jesus is going to come back? I, I, yes, I believe Jesus is going to come back. So what's that going to look like, though? No, but, but no, but, but here's the thing, man. Like, like when you talk about, I used, to, like, I used to think about Sunday all the time. Like, I, I know, like, this is, we're throwing out, like, Adventist terms. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Man, I, I almost, every time you say that, <laughs> I feel as though, like, yeah. positive, positive podcast is giving people a no, good rundown. But, no, but, like, but like, if you're interested in just type in Adventist Sunday law. No, don't podcast. just do that, because you'll no, see a lot of crazy things. No, no but you, you'll find the essence of it. But yeah. it's like, but, like, I used to think about Sunday law all the time. Like, I used to always be thinking, like, how could this happen? Like, I'm just trying to, like, formulate, like, the steps which is going to happen. And, like, whenever I hear people talk about it now, I'm just like, hmm. Like, 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 I don't think about it that much. But is it because those people, a lot of the people who talk about it are just generally irrational? No, man. No, man. Like, I, for I, example, I, like, there are a few people within Adventism who, if they were talking about the Sunday law, I'd be more inclined to take them seriously because I... Because no. the thing is, okay, no offense, like, no disrespect to Adventism, but there's a... There's a very large proportion of it which is very, um, like for lack of a better term, they're just not not grounded. Be sure, it be it in sure, scientific sure, science or history, sure. like their only sure. reference point is Adventist theology sure, sure. for everything. Give you, give you but there are some people who are, I think are more are a little more well rounded, a little more well read and educated. And if they were talking about the Sunday Law, I'd be okay. Maybe. Sure. Maybe I should take it seriously coming sure. from this person. Sure. Okay. Let me give let me give you an example. I mean, maybe let's not talk too much about Sunday law, but yeah. just general, just end okay. end time prophecy. Okay. Sure. You know, end time like, prophecy. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. this. This is just like okay. I'm throwing out a name. You can look this up. Like David Asher. Like David okay. Asher. One of the more re- easy. I've seen some questionable yeah, things yeah, you've yeah, saying recently. Yeah. I've heard it. I've heard it quite recently. Yeah. Yeah. Like David Asher is like one of those advocates. I'm like, you know what? I'll I'll listen to stuff because he seems pretty smart guy. But like David Ashrick, like if he says something about like like here's the thing, like I, I sure I believe like sure I I would not go out far and say I don't I, and maybe this is just a flaw in me. I maybe I am not gonna go out far and say I don't believe it anymore. I just don't think about it. Like I like I just don't yeah, but, think about okay, it. Okay, no, but, but, but but here's the thing. We didn't think about pandemics and look no, what that got. Us. No, but no, but here's the thing, like <laughs> like here's the thing, like 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 sure, like I, I personally have a general attitude, like like people say be ready. I feel like I generally try to live my life. And not perfectly mm-hmm. in a general like readiness and like a general posture of like trying to pursue God. Mm-hmm. And my personal thing, my personal view is that if I live my life in a pursuit of God and like pursuing, like knowing and reflecting God better, I just don't feel like I need to think about that. Like, like that much. You don't think that would give you like uh, a fresh dose of urgency when you feel so the world is about to end any moment now? If anyone here has Twitter, there is, uh, I don't have Twitter. I have Twitter. But like, but like there's, there was this, uh, one of my friends sent me this thing. Um, it's a it's a tweet it's a it's a tweet thread by this uh, page called Bad the Badventist. It's like the Bad Adventist podcast. There's more and more of these things <laughs> popping up. <laughs> yeah, on, yeah. No. Adventism has a lot of uh, rebels that are popping up on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, sure. we are we are a couple, but like we're <laughs> but like yeah. but but so, so if you look up like their their uh, March, I'm sorry, maybe that March, with, with, uh, months. So their March 16th thread. They have this thread that I'm gonna read it. It says. Is three points. Adventism has instilled us with an apocalyptic paranoia, imprinting us with a joyful acceptance of our impending doom. This is our time <laughs> to shine. This is our time to sing in caves, to forge ink for arts, commune with and be stewards of our landscapes, to support neighbors in need, to reread old stories in new light. This is a chance to redeem the tradition that has raised and traumatized us, to re envision our communal visions. No one will thank us but ourselves. That's more than enough. And like I was thinking about that man, like like literally like every time like something crazy like 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 even coronavirus happens, it's almost like 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 I was like yeah, <laughs> like, well, like, right. like like they're excited like yeah, hundred years yeah. of being wrong, but yeah, it's finally yeah, turned around. Yeah, and it's almost like it's almost like and like I've seen this man, 
like I feel like I feel like when when you are so focused on like the end of the world and being proven right, you just lose sight of the fact that there are people genuinely struggling, and like yeah, and like and, and like there are like there are people in like. And I know with social distancing, it makes it harder to serve people. But, like, mm-hmm. there are people, like, who are genuinely having, like, the hardest time of their lives. And, like, rather than serving them, we're just, like, sitting at home on, like, our Zoom yeah. meetings going, yeah! <laughs> yeah, what's yeah, 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 no, no, Screaming like, on 5G yeah, towers. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and, 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 and like, we're getting yeah. so excited. Like, it's ending! But I'm, like, but, like, how about those people who, like, their lives are, like, literally falling apart? And, like, mm-hmm. we, like, and I feel like, I feel like that, that, that's one of the dangers of, like, being so focused on, like, a world that is a world that is falling apart and not realizing that like man there are people like i could be out there serving and people i'd be like helping like today because like most people out there like when they when they when they when they can't afford their groceries and like they're like their kids are just freaking out because they have to teach them now and like they don't know how they're gonna do it like i have parents all the time who like i literally feel bad emailing parents to ask them to do something because like i've had parents yeah. tell me like like i'm sorry i just can't do this like, i got three kids and like we have live in a small apartment. Yeah. Like, we're paying. We're paying for school. Like they're literally paying thousands of dollars to send their kids to, to our school, the private school. Mm-hmm. And now they have to teach them. That's actually kind of odd. Yeah. Many of them are likely losing their like like have been in a really bad kind of situation. And I just feel like if if we're so focused on like just like celebrating the end of the world, we just lose sight of the fact that like there are people who just are genuinely struggling. Like we need to find ways to serve them. And so. Though I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm like the the 2020 Mother Teresa or like guys just going out there and hugging people. She has skeletons in her closet too. Yeah, but like I, I'm, I'm not saying I'm going out there and like going to like to touching everyone and like save, serving them all and like saving everyone across. Yeah, lives. please do not touch everyone. Yeah. But like, but what I'm saying is like I, I I definitely feel like that needs to be for me. That needs to be the focus instead of just like it's gonna end. It's like, how about helping people who are like struggling right now? Yeah, yeah, I, I do think that is. Uh... That is probably something that uh, people uh, maybe we can get guilty of a lot of times when you when you kind of fixate on okay now that now the world is ending there's the tendency to just turn inwards and now you just spend your time talking to your friends about oh look at this look at this look at this look at this sign that you know the world is ending or or uh, oh it's said in in Isaiah lock up inside your houses now look at look at us we're all locked inside our houses Isaiah was, was talking about coronavirus in 2020 it's wild you think about that but, man, like, you, 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 like, you say it as a joke but, no but like, yeah that's but, true like, a lot no, of people believe no, that no but dude I, 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 there's something that I read the Bible all days I think coronavirus like, yeah yeah I, I, like, I, I do I'm inclined to you read that you're like that's talking about us right now like yeah no but yeah I, I, I do think you're making a good point there where especially in times like these where the world is is kind of in chaos it's, it's it is times where we're called to to be live outside of ourselves and uh and to reach out to people and like you think about like we talk but, about basement for the heretics like you talk about like the original heretics like with like the reformers and stuff like i was gonna think man like john calvin and stuff lord our calvinists and I don't know, but like there was, there was literally when the plague was going on in Paris and like the towns near Paris, as everyone was like running away, him and his cousin would like go to these areas. Yeah, and like those you, you shouldn't do that if you're listening right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, social yeah. distancing is important. Yeah, yeah. yeah don't go um, to your, like, like minister from Zoom, <laughs> minister from Zoom. Yeah, but like, but like, <laughs> although that there is, um, I think Governor Cuomo, he did, he did make an appeal to any healthcare workers in the country. He said if you're not. If you're not needed where you are right now, come to New York. I, I do think right now, if you showed up in the state of New York and said, I'm a nurse 
or I'm a I'm a doctor, they would put you to work. <laughs> Which is just that's that's how intense the situation is there right now. Yeah. I wonder if I wonder how I was, I was literally I was gonna say I wonder what the pay is like, but I'm like it might not be might not be the key issue. Yeah, moment. probably not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what, what kind of benefits you guys got? Yeah. You guys got health? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. If you're that hurting for healthcare, you might do it. But uh, yeah, but I don't know, man. This this whole this whole situation, I think for me, it, it did. I, I think you made some good points there, but yeah, for me, it did kind of throw that whole belief system into flux. I'm wondering, okay, like, do I even believe? I I know something I've always talked about people before is okay, maybe the world won't end in your lifetime, but your world will end in your lifetime, like when you die. Like when you die, that is the end of your world, for lack of a better term. Yeah. And so you do need to live at least, at least with that, with that expiry date in mind. Sure. Um, but and yeah, I, I admit, I I was never really someone who ever thought about the end of the world very often. But I do think this 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 pandemic kind of made me think about that a little more and say, okay, what if, what if the world itself ends? And you know, obviously, when you're part of a religion which uh, espouses that, um, it's complicated. I wonder, I wonder if other Christians are like this. Are going There's definitely... I, I don't think we're the only... Um, what's the word for Apocryphal? Yeah. But but the thing is like... The thing is like... But, but yeah. I feel like when you're at home and like you're only around people who think exactly... No, you esch- 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 eschatological. Yeah, eschatological. But I definitely think we're, 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 we're among like the leaders. Well, yeah, it's in our name. But like... But, but, yeah. but, but I just feel like when you're at home and stuff and like all you have is like people who are like that like you just feel like, man, we talk about this a lot. But it's just like... Yeah... Man, it's crazy. Like, ah, man. You're about to slander some people. I can see it. <laughs> yeah. I, can, I can see the look at your face. You're about to... <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 no, I was, thinking, I, I was just thinking about how, like, how, like, how I spent so long since I was last in church. Like... Yeah, well, it's, it's not your fault, <laughs> I guess. I guess now it's the best excuse for not going to church. Like, 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 obviously, like, I remember, like, last week I was having, like, a... Two weeks ago, I was having like a bit of a debate with some bad members, and like the church is not really a building. But now, like as this thing piles on, I'm like, man, this must be really rough. Like, like if, if you if you're used to like going to a church like every week, and, like, yeah, and that, that's that, that's dude. Power, you know, honestly, our parents they've been still dressing up. Like, I mean, dad's been put, putting on the suit, getting the <laughs> shoes done. My mom's putting on her dresses, and you know, much respect to the man. I've literally worn jeans maybe once in the last month. I've just been wearing sweatpants and shorts, um, nonstop. And I, yeah, I think you have to respect at least that commitment. But, yeah, man. Yeah, like, yeah. Hard. For some people, it is hard because church was is a big part of what they did. Yeah. And some people are saying we should keep the churches open in Tanzania. That seems to that seems what the president was saying. Dude, there was a like here's the thing, man. Like there was a pastor. You know, was a pastor the blood of Jesus will cover us. There for was the a pastor in the states who like was like was always in Virginia. Who died? Yeah, he got it. I was like, some of the replies on Twitter were pretty savage. Some people were like, oh. Um, like God's God works in mysterious ways, like this <laughs> is God's plan, and it was uh, you. You do go like, even okay, even though maybe what he did wasn't the wisest thing, you know. Obviously, this is still somebody dying. Man. It's crazy, man. Like it, I don't know, man. Like here's the thing, man. Like like I, I I'm not proud of this, but whenever I came across this story, I had really weird feelings about that. Part of me was just like. Because well, it's it easily preventable. Yeah, because part of me. Well, assuming of, that he caught it yeah. from his church, no, maybe he caught it from somewhere else. Like, but duh. I'm like, I'm like, well, no, 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 <laughs> yeah, no, I don't no, no, no. read that. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, no, no, it's like, it's like obviously people like, literally told you this would happen. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, but I was like, dang, I'm like, I'm like, yo, he's actually dead. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, it's rough. It's oh, rough. It's rough, man. I don't know, man. 
It's, uh... Alright, man. So is that it? Are we done for this week? I think, I think we're done for this week. We shouldn't set the bar too high for ourselves. We're, we're creeping in on an hour. I think after I cut it down, it's going to be a little shorter than that. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, this is the first uh, quarantine special. Hopefully, it's the first of few. We're not doing this too often. Um, but, uh, yeah. you know, nice to be back on the mics. Uh, still in one piece. Cough free. Hold your breath for 10 seconds. Is that supposed to be? Flawless. <laughs> that <makes> <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's that, what Twitter that, told me. The whole Corona. Test. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to get a test nowadays unless you're a basketball player or a tigress. So <laughs> everyone else is stuck. Uh, everyone else is just stuck holding breath. But yeah, uh, that is the latest episode of Basin Full of Heretics, yeah, and uh, we'll be back soon. Nice. Out. Yeah.